This morning, the, the title of the message, we've been talking about importance of certain things in the Christian life, in the Christian believer's walk. We've talked about the importance of faith, and uh, we've talked about uh, importance of, 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 you know, what what God has for us as believers. And this morning, I want to talk about the importance of honor. Honor. Honor is often a, 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 a very confusing word. People don't get it. And I want us to turn to John chapter uh, 5. John chapter 5. In the book of John, you find a lot of debates between Christ and the Pharisees and the scribes and, and the Jews and uh, a lot of hard doctrines that they didn't understand, a lot of difficult uh, language and speech that they just didn't get because of the hardness of their heart and their deaf ears and their blind eyes. But uh, in John chapter 5, um, I, I, I want us to see here in verse 41 is where we're going to start. It says, uh, Jesus Christ talking to them, he says, I receive not honor from men. When Jesus Christ came into this world, he wasn't seeking an honor from men. That wasn't his, that wasn't his intent. Um, he says in verse 42, but I know you that ye have not the love of God in you. Now that's a harsh statement. That's a harsh statement. They weren't honoring him and the reason why they weren't honoring him and the reason why that they didn't want to honor him was because they did not love God. He knew exactly that they did not love God. In verse 43, he says, I am come into my father's name, I am come in my father's name, and you receive me not. If another shall come in his own name, him ye will receive. So if somebody, you know, again, he's saying, if somebody comes and says, oh, I'm I'm coming because God has sent me, I'm coming because I have the word of God, and I want the, you know, to present the message in the gospel of Jesus Christ, people aren't going to receive. But somebody comes and says, Hey, I'm from the governor's office. Hey, I'm from the president's office. Hey, uh, I'm coming on my own behalf. All of a sudden these people were like, Oh yeah, we'll receive you. We'll listen to what you say. But they wouldn't listen to anything God said. Wouldn't listen to anything Christ said. And he says in verse 44, he says, How can ye believe which receive honor one of another and seek not the honor that cometh from God only. Let's go ahead and pray. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you again for this time. I pray, Lord, that you just be with me in my speech, that these things, Lord, would be uh, pleasing and honoring unto you, that, Lord, it would magnify who you are and uh, what you've done for us, and it would address this important principle for our Christian life. Thank you again, Lord, for those that are here, and I pray, Lord, you just... Uh, Give us the thoughts that would be glorifying unto you that for this moment in time, we'd focus upon your word and this principle that we would grow thereby to please you, to serve you, to honor you. And this I ask and pray in your son's name, Jesus Christ. Amen. So here he is, he's talking to the Pharisees and he makes a very bold statement about them not loving God. But then he makes a very, uh, another very bold statement about them because of their heart. And it was that they seek to honor themselves. Honor themselves. Now, honor is a very peculiar thing. 
If we were to look at the definition of honor, a lot of people would give very differing views of what they think honor is about. But when we look at what honor really simply is, and it, and it is a very simple defined word, it is the dignity and estimation of a certain given position. It's, it's how we look at that position. How, how do we esteem it? And, and again, when we start looking at what honor is, we find there's a lot of things that God says about honor. I want us to turn to Psalm chapter uh, 104, Psalm chapter 104. I want us to keep in mind that, uh, what he said to the Pharisees about seeking honor for themselves, seeking honor of themselves, that in order to get honor, they gave themselves honor. That it wasn't about receiving honor from men or anything of that nature. They were going about, if you will, honoring themselves and lifting themselves up. But in Psalm 104, verse 1, it says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, O Lord my God, thou art very great, thou art clothed with honor and majesty. One of the very first things that we really need to know in a very simple understanding about honor is how do we esteem God? How do we dignify him? How do we approach him in, in, in our life? There are a lot of people that do not honor God. They, they don't esteem him as God. They don't esteem his position as God. They don't esteem his, his, his thoughts. They don't esteem his words. They don't esteem his love. They, 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 they won't even dignify him with listening. They won't even dignify him with responding. But honor is a very different thing when we realize that honor is going to exclusively come from God because he is the one that is honorable. He is the one that bestows that honor upon people. He is the one, you know, we, we, we can sit in and, as men and try to give honor one to another in a form, but it has to come from the work of Christ. It has to come from God himself. Working in us. And so here we see very clearly that he is the honorable one. He is the one that, that, that is clothed with it. When we see him and when we look at him in on the word of God and we realize what he's doing in our life, the very first thing that we should do is honor the him. Honor him in everything that we do. Honor him in our thoughts. Honor him in our words. Honor him in our actions. Honor him in our walk. Honor him in every area of our life. Because that he's worthy of honor. He's worthy of honor. I mean, so, so here we are as human beings, and sometimes people want to seek honor, right? Sometimes people want to be honored. There are certain positions that are honorable, and we'll get to those in just a minute. But I will tell you this, if you're going to seek honor, and you're going to try to seek it in some way, shape, or form, you need to understand where it comes from. It's obviously going to come from God. Just like we're talking about on Wednesday, that, 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 that wisdom and understanding comes from the Lord. There's a wisdom of the world, there's an understanding that's in the world, but I will tell you this, there is a greater wisdom and a greater understanding that comes from God that is better than anything this world offers. So when we're talking about honor, we're not talking about the honor of men, we're talking about the honor that God bestows. 
I'll turn over to the book of Proverbs. In Proverbs chapter 4, again, we find that, that uh, honor is associated with wisdom, and wisdom is associated with God. Wisdom comes from God. He is the wise one. In, in, in Proverbs chapter 4 and verse 8, talking about wisdom, it says, Exalt her, and she shall promote thee. She shall bring thee to honor when thou dost embrace her. You want to know why a lot of people don't get honor? You know why a lot of people don't give honor? Because they're fools. Because they behave foolishly. There's not much honor given to a fool. Why? Because the fool, we look at the fool and go, well, he's the fool. We understand what the fool is. Nothing serious. It's just, if you will, hilarity. It's just temporal. It's just there for a moment and gone next. There's no honor with the fool. There's honor with wisdom. But you have to embrace it. You have to embrace her. You have to, you, you, you have to want to have that relationship. You know, I'll tell you this, you know, it, it, when you embrace somebody, you're showing that they care, that you care. I, 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 I never have been a, a hugger. My, my, my first, my first job, there was this, uh, this, this gal and she was, uh, she was one of those huggers. And I was just like, <laughs> you know, <clears throat> and she'd come up and she'd like just hug and, and she was probably, I don't know, maybe pushing four feet. And she'd come up and she'd just grab a hold and she'd hug and she's like, Oh, hey, how are you doing today, Ken? And she'd go and hug this guy and hug that guy and hug this gal and hug that gal. And she's, I mean, you know, hugging the customers and hugging the dogs that came in and I mean, just everybody. Hey, she was, she was a hugger. I'm not a hugger. I'm not a hugger. But I will tell you this, I will embrace those that I love. And when we love wisdom, God is going to say, there's honor with that. There's honor associated with that. Take a look at chapter 8. Again, that's a verse, or, or excuse me, a chapter that's talking about wisdom. And it says, it, relating to wisdom, in verse 18 of Proverbs chapter 8, riches and honor are with me. She says, that's where it's at. Yea, durable riches and righteousness. Stuff that lasts. Honor that lasts. And you hear, here she's saying, riches and our honor were with me. The riches that we need, the riches that, that, that God bestows, the riches not of this world and the honor that is not of this world are found only with the wisdom that comes from God. So we, we, we have to be wise in this concept. And I'm bringing this up because when we start talking about honor, sometimes people demand honor. They'll demand honor. And they'll say, well, I'm in this position and I'm going to demand it. I get that. And there are positions that are to be honored. There, there are to be honored. But if we really truly want honor, we have to seek it from the Lord. We have to seek it from God. Again, you take a look at Proverbs chapter 27, verse 18. It says that if you wait on the Lord, uh, that, that, that you're going to be 
honored. Specifically, he says, whoso keepeth the fig tree shall eat the fruit thereof. So he that waiteth on his master shall be honored. If you're waiting on God, you are going to get honor. Now, when we think wait on God, sometimes we just, we, we think it's just sitting and waiting. But remember what they used to call people that would come and serve you? Weren't they called waiters and waitresses? No, they're just called servers. I like waiters and waitresses. It's a good term. You know what they're doing? They're waiting on you. They're waiting for you to get done with your water so they can refill it. They're waiting for you to get done with your food so they can clear your plate. They're waiting for you to order so that they can put it in your order. And they're waiting for that food to come so that they can serve it to you. They're waiting on you. They're waiting the whole time. They're waiting, they're waiting, they're waiting. Do we do that with God? Do we wait for his will? Do we wait for his instruction in his word or just charge ahead on our own or get have to get drugged behind? I mean, when we wait on God, there's honor because it's coming from the Lord. Proverbs chapter 21, I want you to turn to that one, Proverbs 21, 21. Again, we find right there, it says, He that followeth after righteousness and mercy findeth life, righteousness, and honor. A a person that seeks sin will not find honor. A person that is merciless will not find honor. A person that is unrighteous will not find honor. But the honor that is found of God comes from an individual that says, I want to do what is right all the time and do it God's way. I want to extend mercy to people that may really not deserve it, but I'm still going to be merciful to them. I'm still going to be the one that does that and follows after those things, and I'm going to find a life that is worth living. And we find honor associated with it. There's an estimation. Now, I want you to think about this just for a minute. When we seek honor from God... God looks at us and esteems us a certain way. Now, this is kind of kind of a bizarre thought, but you realize that Jesus Christ esteemed us when he died on that cross? Yeah. What do you think about that? God commendeth his love toward us in it while we were yet sinners. Christ died for us. He said... I'm going to give my life for them. It's that important. It's that important. God is definitely worth honor. To esteem him greater than ourselves. Because he esteemed us in need of a savior and gave of himself for it. Now, we, we, we often don't associate that word esteem with it. Now, I'm not saying that he was esteeming us because we were worth it. Because we, we're, we're, we're special. Because when God saved us, God got a real good deal. Now, I'm not saying that by any stretch of the imagination. I'm just saying he looked at his creation and said, I, I want to do this for them. Because I love them. 
You just told over there, he just told the Pharisees, the love of God isn't in you. I don't want your honor because you don't even know what honor is about because you don't love God. You don't love God. You know, there's a lot of positions that we find in the world that are given of God that are that are honorable. You know, but when we look at what God does and how God esteems and God, how God honors and how God puts people in certain positions, I want us to take a look at First Samuel. First Samuel, and specifically in First Samuel chapter two. In First Samuel chapter two. In 1 Samuel chapter 2, and uh, here in, uh, in, in, this, in this passage, we have Samuel basically having to tell Eli that his house is going to be judged because Eli wasn't controlling his, his, uh, his sons. And uh, in verse uh, 27, it says, There came a man of God unto Eli and said unto him, Thus saith the Lord, Did I uh, plainly appear unto the house of thy father when they were in Egypt in Pharaoh's house? And did I choose him out of all the tribes of Israel to be my priest and to offer upon my altar, to burn incense, to wear an ephod before me? And I give unto, uh, and did I give unto the house of thy father all the offerings made by fire of the children of Israel? Wherefore kick ye at my sacrifice and mine offering, which I have commanded in my habitation, and honorest thy sons above me? To make yourselves fat with the cheapest of all the offerings of Israel, my people. What was going on? They were taking what was God's. And here's this man of God coming to, to, to Eli saying, you're in trouble, dude. He chose Aaron for a purpose. And from Levi was going to be all of these priests that would come. And it's only from the tribe of Levi that priests would come. That's the only tribe that had that honor, that God put them there. He said, this is going to be their estimation, and their estimation is that they will do service unto me. They will wait on me. They will do things of the, the temple and the tabernacle and the sacrifices, all of that. But instead of giving it to God and what the people were doing, they were t- taking it away from God and they were making themselves fat. And what happened? Eli chose to honor his sons before honoring God. There's a hierarchy to honor. God is to be honored first. God is to be honored first. If we don't honor God first, how can we honor the rest? And here he says in verse 30, Wherefore the Lord God of Israel saith, I indeed, I said indeed that thy house and the house of thy father should walk before me forever. But now the Lord saith, be it far from me. For them that honor me, I will honor. And they that despise me shall be lightly esteemed. How, how does God esteem people? How does God look at people? That's really what this estimation is about. This is why honor is important. Do we honor the Lord with all of our substance? 
And some people will think, well, well he, oh, here he is talking about giving. Here he is talking about tithing. Here he's talking about, you know, offering and money and money and stuff like that. You know, the Lord's always taken care of this church. The Lord's always blessed us. Beyond measure. But I will say this above that. I'm not talking about honoring with the substance of what you have, but with the substance of who you are and your faith. Because isn't faith the substance of things hoped for? Do we honor God with our faith? Do we honor him in such a way that that, that we reveal him and that he is honorable? The first fruit of all of our substance, our breath, our life, our actions, our thought, our words, our deeds, all of it, he's honorable. And when we do that, God says, I'm going to honor him. I'm going to honor that person. I'm going to look at them away. But somebody that doesn't do that, they're not going to be esteemed the same way. They're not going to be esteemed the same way. Over in 1 Peter chapter 5 and verse 6, this is actually one of the memory verses that we sing at basic. In 1 Peter chapter 5 and verse 6, it says, Humble yourselves therefore under the mighty hand of God that he may exalt you in due time. People are always trying to exalt themselves. People are always trying to put honor for themselves somewhere, uh, like the Pharisees were doing. And, and, and it's God that will do that. But there's a key word that I want us to remember in that passage. Humble. Keep that word in mind. Humble. If we humble, God will take care of the exaltation. When we seek exaltation... We're inserting our pride where it ought not be. Our pride shouldn't even be around. Our pride needs to be dealt with every single day. Because it's our pride that gets us in trouble. It's our pride, the one that, that, that we get braggadocious and we think we're the best of the best of the best. And we're actually not. We're not. But there's different positions that God gives certain honor to. I mean, obviously, in Exodus chapter 20 and verse 12, we have the Ten Commandments. And what does he say? He says, honor thy father and thy mother, that thy days may be long upon the land which the Lord God giveth thee. He repeats it in Deuteronomy chapter 5 and verse 16. He says, honor thy father and thy mother, as the Lord thy God hath commanded thee, that thy days may be prolonged, that it may go well with thee in the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee. That's a position of honor. Parents, it's a position of honor. You know what that means? We have to behave that way. As a parent, we can't come and demand that honor. We have to behave that way in an honorable manner. That doesn't mean that, you know, if a parent does something that is not honorable, all of a sudden it's like, oh, well, I guess I don't have to honor them. No. Why? Because that's the position that God gave them. A child that doesn't honor their parents is a child that does not honor God. Because God gave them those parents. Well, they're not doing that which is right. I get that. You don't have to follow their example. How many kings were that way? 
Josiah's, Josiah's father was a wicked man. Josiah was one of the, the greatest kings that ever lived. He followed after God in a way that nobody else ever did. No king before him. It says there was no king like him before or after. The way that Josiah went after God. But his daddy was a mess. Oh, he was messed up royal. Pun intended. That king was, I mean, he was, he was not good. He did that which was evil in the sight of the Lord. As well as a whole host of his other relatives. But Josiah made a choice. He didn't have to follow the example. But he still had to honor that position. And how is it that we esteem them? How is it that we view the parents? That's one that people always talk about. Honoring the parents, honoring the parents, honoring the parents. And it's the first command with the promises, it says in Scripture. And the promise is that you live long. Promises that you live long on this land. I'll tell you. Somebody that chooses not to honor their parents and live contrary to their instruction, godly instruction, is probably not going to live as long as other people. Why? Because they're going to be involved in drugs and alcohol and other situations that are going to cause problems and put them at risk and and possibly death. We have an epidemic of young people dying in this country. And why is that? Because they're choosing to honor sin and not choosing to honor God. That's what they esteem more worthy. And that creates the problem. We find that over in First Peter chapter 2 and verse 17, he talks about honor the king. Honor the king. Well, Romans 13 clearly points out that all powers are ordained of God, including some of the bad ones. Because, again, we get the leaders that we deserve. I want to reemphasize that statement. We get the leaders we deserve. Think about that for a moment. Think about where we are. That's who we get. Maybe Christians need to start being a little bit more of a witness then. Maybe we need to start telling people more about Jesus Christ. Maybe somebody needs to get a hold of one of those leaders and tell them about Jesus Christ because they need it. Because they're not following it, I guarantee you that. But what do we find? We find that he says, honor the king. God put him there. In Romans 13, he says, if you resist them, you're resisting God. Yeah. Ah, but what if they're not good? Well, then they're not good. You don't have to follow their example, but you don't have to go around dishonoring them. You don't have to dishonor them. In the same passage in First Peter chapter two verse seventeen, it starts off with this: "It says, honor all men, love the brotherhood, fear God, honor the king, honor all men, not just brothers and sisters in Christ." I'll tell you, you want, one of the, the the biggest problems that we have in the United States of America today is we do not honor humans. 
We don't honor human life. I'm not talking about it in a humanistic manner. I'm talking about we don't honor humans. There's an epidemic greater than any gun violence or DUI deaths that are out there at an alarming rate. Millions and millions and millions of people. But, but let's, let's be very clear here. We as believers, we need to look at human beings. We need to honor them. There's a problem when we don't honor life that God has given to men. When God has, has given life to men, women, and children, and, and it's not honored, and we dishonor that, we're dishonoring the Creator and who He is. He says, honor all men. Again, it doesn't mean you have to follow their example. It doesn't mean that you have to condone their sin, but you still have to honor them. You still have to honor them. I know there's a lot of people out in this world that we're like, I would never honor that piece of trash. I get that. I understand that. But God says, I don't want you to have that attitude. Because how are you going to witness to, quote unquote, that piece of trash if they need the gospel of Jesus Christ? Honor all men. Honor all men. Ladies, you get honor. God's put you in a very, 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 very unique position. Being a wife is honorable. Being a wife is honorable. Husbands are supposed to give honor. They're supposed to look at that. They're supposed to esteem the wife. You know what? The husband's supposed to love the wife more than he loves himself. That's a principle that we see in Ephesians chapter 5. People are like jumping all over it about, you know, the, the, the whole obey part and stuff like that and submitting and things like that. Yeah, but well, he always covers that in chapter 5, verse 20, where he says, submit yourselves one to another. But, you know, very clearly there, he, he, he's talking about what the man's supposed to be doing as well. And the man is supposed to be dying for his wife, giving he of his wife. You know what he's supposed to do? Die daily for her. Prefer her. His self has to be put down. She is to be esteemed above. And he says right there in 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 7, Likewise ye husbands, dwell with them according to knowledge. Got to know your wife. Giving honor unto the wife as unto the weaker vessel. And people, women are like, well, I don't want to be the weaker vessel. No, look, the weaker vessel doesn't mean that it's worse. By the way, did you notice he said weaker vessel? You know what that means? Man's weak too. Come on, man. Amen? You're a weakling. You, you get sick and what happens? The world ends. The great tribulation has come upon you. I don't feel good. Help me. Yeah. Your wife comes in and goes, what's wrong with you? <laughs> No, loving wife comes in and looks and says, okay, what do you need? You know what she understands? He's weak. But you know what? God has put a certain position 
And again, like he talked about with a hierarchy of honor, a man should never honor his wife more than he honors God. Yeah. You're asking for trouble. Yeah. You're asking for trouble because you just put an idol there. Yeah. And boy, when that idol gets knocked down, ooh, it's not going to be good. But I will tell you this. It's a weaker vessel. You know what that means? It's still a vessel. My old canteen that I carry around, that old military-grade ABS plastic that probably has some sort of cancer-causing agent in there that I've drank I don't know how many times out of, it does the same purpose that a nice China vase does. But I don't take the China vase camping. They both hold water. They both pour water out. We both hold the Word of God. We both hold the Holy Spirit. We both hold the living water, and we all pour it out. Just some happen to do it a lot more elegantly than others. But he says, the weaker vessel, and as being heirs together of the grace of life, that your prayers be not hindered. Guys, you don't honor your wife, maybe God's going to start turning your channel down. Honor is a very important thing. You don't honor your wife. You don't prefer her. You're kind of, you know, selfish about your, you know, you and what you want. You know what happens? Your your, your prayers are going to get hindered. Do you want your prayers answered, guys? You want your prayers answered? I do. There's a lot of stuff I pray for. You know what? You know, there's some people that come up to you and say, oh, hey, I want to pray for you. And you're like, I don't think I want you praying for me. You're like, wait a second, why? You don't honor your wife. Because God's not going to listen to you. Ouch. Ouch. Like, excuse me for a second. I need to go. Take that sword out of my stomach. <laughs> the word of God. It'll get you like a fish. It'll expose all your problems. Guys, you ever wonder what's going on with your prayer life? And you're like, why does it feel like it's just hitting the ceiling and falling right back down? Maybe there's something wrong with the relationship with your wife. Because remember, it's supposed to represent a little bit of what Christ and the church is like, and how he died for them, and died for us, died for sinners. So we think about that. That's a position of honor. It's a position of honor. You know, it, 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 again, I want us to go over to go over to First Timothy. Let's take a look at this verse in First Timothy. First Timothy chapter six. And in verse 1, 1 Timothy 6, verse 1, here we are talking about these vessels. In 1 Timothy chapter 6, and verse 1, he says, Let as many servants as are under the yoke count their own masters worthy of all honor, that the name of God 
and his doctrine be not blasphemed. You ever have a master you work for? God doesn't take kindly to blaspheme. And we find blaspheme can happen when we don't honor that position. It's a hard thing when you got a bad boss. But you don't dishonor him. You honor him. Remember that word that I told you about? When we start honoring other people, we do it through humility. I want you to take a look over at Proverbs chapter 22. We're going to take a look at a few verses here. Proverbs chapter 22. You know, the honor that was brought unto themselves by the Pharisees was sinful because it was filled with pride. It was filled with self. It was filled with what they wanted. It was filled only with their estimation of who they thought they were. And they esteemed themselves better than everyone else. When God tells us that we are supposed to esteem others better than ourselves. And that's a hard thing to do. When we go around, and sometimes we have maybe a little too familiarity with what we have with individuals and people, and we know their backgrounds, and we know who they are, and we know what they've done and all of that, and then we turn around and go, wait, I'm supposed to esteem that person? Yeah, you need to esteem that person better than yourself. How do you view them? Are they worthy of that honor? But in Proverbs chapter 22 and in verse 4, here's the, here, here's how it comes. By humility and the fear of the Lord are riches, honor, and life. Humility, you get honor. When you're humble, you get honor. When you're humble, you give honor. Here we are supposed to honor Let's just take, for instance, that, you know, that one, honor your father and mother. You know, why it becomes hard for a person to honor their father and mother? Pride. They think they're better than their mom and dad. They think they know more than their mom and dad. They think they've got it all down. At the young age of 18, young age of 25, man, I know so much better than my old fuddy-duddy mom and dad. Yeah, right. Look at it. They, look at they, they. They're still using flip phones. Sorry, brother. <laughs> yeah, everybody, hold up your flip phones. You know, there we go. They're still using flip phones. Oh, funny, Duddy. He's still driving with a carburetor. What's wrong with him? Doesn't he know about fuel injection? Doesn't he know about electric cars? There's still a lot of wisdom there. You still honor it. We don't honor because we want to honor ourselves. We don't honor God because we want to honor ourselves. We don't honor others because we want to honor ourselves. And the problem happens because pride is inserted in there. And God says, 
Maybe it's time to just get a little bit more of humility in your life. A little more humbleness of heart. Take a look over at Proverbs chapter 18. Proverbs chapter 18. Proverbs chapter 18 and and verse 12 says, Before destruction, the heart of man is haughty, prideful. And before honor is humility. Before you blow yourself up, just remember this, that's pride. Before your life becomes a living nightmare and walking disaster area, just remember pride brought that. Okay? Honor is brought by humility. Before the destruction, pride is going to rise itself up. Before honor is given, humility, a person will bring themselves low. A person will esteem somebody else other than better than themselves. You know, Romans chapter 12, and you knew I was going to have to mention that at some point in time. Romans chapter 12, and in verse 10, now obviously verse 2, it talks about the transformed mind. We need to change the way that we think. I'll tell you this, changing the way you think is found in Romans chapter 12, verse 10, where it says, be kindly affectioned. One to another. We have to be affected in a kind way towards one another. With brotherly love. In honor, preferring one another. In honor, preferring one another. Not preferring one another because it's going to give us a benefit. Not preferring honor because, you know, we have to. But honor... Because God tells us we need to esteem people better than ourselves. We need to look at people very differently. And I'll tell you this. I want to close with this one last verse. Talking about honor. Talking about estimation. Talking about how we look at other people. This is why honor is so important. The viewpoint of how we see the viewpoint of how we see ourself, and it's the viewpoint of how we see others. It's the glasses that we look through. I took my glasses off because it's easier for me to read. But there, I'll put it on. <laughs> Honor. How do I see? Take a look at Second Timothy chapter 2. We'll close with this. Second Timothy chapter 2. De- definitely not an exhaustive study on the word honor in any stretch of the imagination. There's hundreds of references to honor in Scripture. Hundreds of references to where God gave honor. Hundreds of references where individuals sought honor unto themselves. And when they did that, they were brought low by pride. But when we bring ourselves low through humility, God is the one that honors. When we humble ourselves, He exalts us the way He will see fit. But in 2 Timothy chapter 2, 2 Timothy chapter 2, and in verse 21, it says this. If a man therefore purge himself from these, what are we talking about? We're talking about sin. We're talking about purging ourselves from unrighteousness. And I'll tell you this, the greatest sin that is ever committed on the face of the earth has always been pride. Why? Because by pride, all the rest of them fall into place. Pride. Pride. Hey, I deserve that. I'm going to steal it. 
Pride. Hey, I, I don't think you're worthy of the truth. I'm going to keep the truth for myself and I'm going to tell you a lie. Pride. Pride is the root of all that stuff. Pride is the one where the, the where, where Lucifer said, I will five times to God. I will. But here in this passage, it says, if a man therefore purge himself from these, pride, let's just put pride right there. He shall be a vessel unto honor, sanctified and meet for the, fast, uh, the, the, the master's use and prepared and every good work. I'll tell you this. You, you, you want to learn how to do the work of the Lord? You want to learn to do the ministry that we were talking about this morning, about ministering one to another, helping each other, loving each other, caring for each other, having compassion on one another? You, you want to be that vessel that is meat for the master's use, meaning that it's ready and it's willing and it's desirous to go and do its job as the Lord wants it done, is you got to purge yourself of that. You want to be that vessel of honor? Because as he says, there's a vessel of honor and there's vessels of dishonor. Something that you drink out of, that's a vessel of honor. It's giving refreshment. Not to be too disgusting, a bedpan is not a vessel of honor. It's not. Let's just be honest about it. Because back in those days, they didn't have flushing toilets, okay? The toilet is not a vessel of honor in any shape or form. I don't need to go into detail, but you understand what I'm saying. You want to be meat for the master's use? You want to be a vessel of honor unto the Lord? You purge yourself of this sin of pride. You become humble to be used by the Lord. That is why honor is so important. Let's stand for a word of prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you again for this time. I thank you again, Lord, for just a brief study and a brief thought on the things that we see here about your word and about honor. And I pray, Lord, that as we honor you, and we honor each other, that we look at how we view people, how we view you, how we view ourselves, that, Lord, you would just guide us and direct us and understand the importance of honor. That it starts with humbleness of heart. It starts with humility in our mind. And Lord, may we purpose to do that. Lord, may we please you and honor you by purging ourselves of our pride, the sin that keeps us from you. And I thank you again, Lord, for all that you give us from your word, that you teach us and you guide us with. I thank you for all these things. On this I ask in your Son's name, Jesus Christ. Amen.